This is Liam Hendricks, and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Byroom Network. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi and I am welcoming you to the greatest sports show in the world. Just kidding. We stink. Man, do we stink. Just kidding. I love football. I love baseball. You all know that. This is a show where we are going to talk about anything and anything under the sun, especially Super Bowl 58, which is going to come up uh, here on Sunday. Travis, welcome to the chat. He says, I want Aldo to narrate my life. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? I wish I could just walk through the streets and be like, here goes Vinny driving through. He's going to pull up to the local Taco Bell. And, oh, he ordered a sandwich. Or, we don't get sandwiches from Taco Bell. I don't know why I yelled that. But, yes, having Aldo there is really cool. That's probably one of the three best intros on the Barroom Network, I would say. And that is not me pumping my own tires. I had nothing to do with it other than bringing creative ideas to Aldo. And he, I kind of, like, gave him a grocery list of what I wanted in the intro. And he delivered that. So he's the chef cooking with the ingredients that were given to him. He's incredible. I wanted it to be Cubs, White Sox. We could talk sports. That's why it's Crosstown Crosstalk. Love it very much. And there's no one that I'm more ready to bring in right now to talk about the sports ball with me. Address a couple of these Travis questions than my friend Joe Mandel. Joseph! What up, Vincenzo? Doing good, doing good. How are you? Living the dream, my man. Living the dream. I see you have a Vegas Golden Knight Stanley Cup champion. I sure do, what man. A what a team that team was. Looking forward to to rocking that when I go see a game in April. I'm gonna be look. It's gonna be awesome. Very very good. Who are they playing when you go? Uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Quinn Hughes and the Vancouver Canucks. That's right. What a game that will be. It could be for first place in the Pacific Division by the time that comes around man what a game that's going to be i'm very excited for you joe we have a question a couple questions to address in yeah the, chat. the first one i'm sure you saw we posted a couple of them from our south burbs hitman twitter.com account give us a follow give us a follow at south burb no s hitman um what do you think of the new renderings for what we're just now calling socks park we don't know what it would be called but the pictures look awesome it looks People great, man. Online about no parking. That's the biggest thing. People are annoyed about. I mean, Wrigley Field doesn't seem to have a problem with no parking. Neither does Fenway Park. But what do you think? I like it, man. I like it a lot. Uh, I hate the fact that there's moving. I still don't like that. But 
I will say it looks very good. And I am in the process of transferring that image so that I can pull it up on the screen. Uh, it's processing and here it is. Let's take a look. Wow. I think it looks beautiful. I, I, I don't love that they're moving either. I mean, being in Bridgeport and 35th and Shields has kind of been like sewn into the veins of their jersey. But if just seeing what could be like if that were to become reality and they had the skyline in the background. I mean, the Cubs have buildings in the background and it looks awesome. They're not the Chicago skyline in the background of Wrigley Field, though. It's more some other buildings that they have. That is legitimately the skyline of Chicago. I mean, you could see the Sears Tower in the top left corner. I mean, that is just unbelievable if that were to become reality and bringing over the pinwheels, which has been a staple at Gary Ray Field and Comiskey Park. I mean, just everything about this screams modern and new without yeah. without getting rid of some of the things that make the White Sox, I think, special in the hearts of long-term MLB fans. Yeah, it looks nice. I, I don't like the use of the pinwheels, if I'm being honest. I think it needs to be bigger and, and more exciting. Uh, the pinwheels look kind of lost to me where they're at. Um, more of a focal point, maybe on top of the score. The project, uh, the the LED screen, the the, the jumbotron, whatever, uh, anywhere else beside where they are, or maybe even higher where they are. I don't know. I just I don't like how it is. But besides that, I love it. Do you find it funny that the renderings used pictures of Michael Kopech and Luis Robert Jr., assuming that both of them will be on the team in five years from now? Yeah, I. Uh... I mean, I'm assuming Luis will be there unless unless they get a larger-than-life package. I think they just had to put something together, Vin, and they're like, yeah, these are guys that look like they might be around. Kopech was the one that was interesting to me, but who knows? They have no idea. The developers really have no idea who's going to be around. And it's worth pointing out that these are very early renders. Things are going to change. A lot of this hasn't even been approved by the White Sox, just – the developers have put a lot of this stuff out there, including the parking maps and all that stuff, which, as we all know, it would be a disaster for parking over there. But it's not a disaster right now, that's for sure. No, it's not a disaster right now at all in terms of, you know, I think I personally think getting to guaranteed rate field and in the stadium, sometimes it's a little crowded if the team is real good. It's hard to get in the stadium sometimes. But, you know, for the most part, I think parking and getting in is relatively easy. Um, but you know, if they were to put it there, Union Station's not far, right? You see the Sears Tower in the picture, like it can't be that far of a walk from Union Station for people coming in on the suburbs. But, um, I, you know, it needs a mo it definitely could use a more modern twist. The White Sox, I think it'd be a disaster if they put a crap team on the field in year one of having this brand new stadium where, like, the point of it is to kind of attract tons of people. Um, but, you know, Luis Robert Jr., a now Boris client, being on yeah. the team from five years does feel very, uh, I don't want to say unlikely, but definitely not like a lock. But, it, you know, what do the developers care? They're trying to put together an image that'll sell and make money and get the job done. They don't care what about the baseball portion of it, which, you know, weirdos like us do, of course. But I'm excited that this is a conversation. It's better than talking about like when last year when they were in Nashville. You know, they were going to Nashville and people were getting hit by bullets in the stadium and stuff like that. Like, it's a better conversation yeah. than that. So, you know, any kind of thing like that is a good thing. If it puts the White Sox kind of on the map a little bit and gets more people to games, I'm for it. 
Just I really, really hope they do it right. And to me, part of doing it right is making sure the team on the field is good. Oh, no doubt, man. I We got to get there. I think we all know that that's certainly not going to happen this year. And the playoff, uh, whatever those ratings that came out, they had a 0% chance to make the playoffs. Pakoda. Yeah. Pakoda, yeah, yeah. That's funny. And the funny thing is, all the teams that have a 0% chance on that graphic, it's actually like a 0.05%. Like, Pakoda's not dumb. They don't make it legitimately zero because, you know, anything could happen. But they are not going to be a playoff team this year. They're probably going to be amongst the worst teams in the league, which is going to stink, but it's also like we're going to watch every game. We're going to dream about watching a good team play at a good stadium. Um, I can't wait for baseball. I'm looking forward to it. The hats came out. It's not far. The hats came out. Yes, they did. Spring training caps. And that's another thing I'm going to transfer off my phone because I know I texted you guys about it the other day. Yeah, the spring training caps and the batting practice hats. A little unique take on the batting practice hats this year. I didn't see the batting practice cap. The batting practice hat is a, it's the sock logo, like where it's like on a baseball diamond type logo. Oh, really? Really, really nice. I actually think they're real cool. I almost... I don't know which one I like better. I like them both. I don't normally buy each every year, but this might be a year where I look into, you know, I I get a spring training hat like once every five years or so. And it's been about five years since I got it. The last time I got one, I got that ugly one that everyone hated where it was the batter hat logo with the socks logo in the middle of it. Everybody hated it and everyone hated it so much that I was like, I hate it too, but I want it because everyone hates it so much. And I went, I bought that one. Oh, Um, wow. I see it, Vin. I actually like it. Yeah, it's cool. And I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate the spring training hat being gray. It kind of, it makes like, it's unique. It's spring training. They wear a black hat in the regular season. It's a gray hat in spring training. The White Sox colors are gray, black, and white. I mean, that's just the, the way it is. I'm a fan of what they've done. And even the Cubs spring training hat, I'm a fan of. I think it's a real cool hat. I wish it had a little more red. If I'm being completely honest, the Cubs don't embrace their red quite enough. They're largely you know, pumping out the blue and I get it. They're the, the Cubs main color is blue, but I do think they could just use a little bit more red sometimes. Yep. And I, I was, I quickly downloaded the both hats. So I am doing that quickly. I'm uploading them together. I, I, I like them both a lot, actually. Shockingly. Um, Okay. So here's the batting practice cap. Yep. Yep. That's nice. Sharp, it's it's clean. People are complaining that it's boring, but I I very much like it. I like boring sometimes. If you notice, most most hats, most hats that I wear are just a logo on a like a ball cap, like the one I'm wearing right now. Yeah, and then the batting practice that you for mentioned. Yep. Very nice. That's like the '90s sock logo. I love it. Yep. Yep. I gotta get me that. I gotta rock that one. Yeah. Those are really, Actually, really I probably cool. got to get both of them. But then again, I'm a hat addict. So I'm a hat addict too. Um, it's a problem. I don't buy them quite as much right now, but I'm looking to get back into the game. Um, I, I love both hats. And uh, like Travis said, he agrees the red accents it and makes the blue pop more. I'm talking about the Cubs, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to poo poo their hat. It's cool. I like it. I can't wear it, but 
if they were to add red to it, I think it would be like amongst the best spring training hats. Um, so I also want to address a different question about the Cubs that Travis added earlier. He wants to know if we predict that Cody Bellinger will return to the North side. Joe, I'll let you go first. Well, he signed a one-year deal with the Diamondbacks, right? That would be news to me. I'm fairly certain I saw that. Hang on a second. Who, uh, who signed with the Diamondbacks then? Oh, Jock Peterson, I think. Never mind. Yeah, Cody I, I saw... still remains unsigned. Yep. It was, I, I saw Jock Peterson. And when I see those two guys in person, they kind of remind me of each other. For they some do. Reason. They, they were both Dodgers. They were both Cubs. They're both kind of like stocky yet skinny white boys that hit a lot of home runs. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so. Um... I don't know, man. I, there's so much free agency that's still moving around. It's kind of frustrating considering baseball is a little over a month and a half away. Um, at this point, I don't think so. I really don't. I agree. I'm not sure that that's going to be the case either. I would if I were them. You know, you see people predicting them to take a step back. They're going to hand Craig Council a worse team than they gave – David Ross last year. We've said that a bunch on this show this mm -hmm. year. Well, not having Cody Bellinger there, that's going to be a hit to their lineup. I think it's, I don't really get what the holdup is for any team going after him. Like, why wouldn't you want to add a guy who had a resurgent season last year with his bat? It rivaled his MVP season and kind of went mm -hmm. under the radar in that way. And he could play first base, all three outfield positions, designated hitter, you know, he, he brings just a lot to the table in terms of his versatility and his willingness to play multiple positions. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple things. I'm reading articles here about Bellinger that a lot of MLB insiders are predicting he lands on the Blue Jays. I don't know. We'll see. The Blue Jays would be a good spot for him. I think that team's going to be dangerous this season. Yeah, they're going to be good. And if they add him, they could be even better. Well, they got the cover athlete for the show. Yes, they do with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, I was surprised by, if I'm being honest with you. Man. Me I too. I, I figured he had like enough swag and like enough face of the MLB type uh, things going for him. But he had like a down year last year. I figured if Vlad were to be on the cover, it would be like a year or two away. Because, um, mm -hmm. you know, I do think he's cool. He put, the Canada, don't underestimate the Blue Jays in terms of bringing in money either. Canada... Every single Canadian is a Blue Jays fan, basically. I'm sure there are some people in British Columbia that cheer on the um, the Mariners. I'm sure there are some people in Manitoba who cheer on the Twins. But I think for the most part, Canada, by and large, cheers on the one team that resides in Canada, the Toronto Blue Jays. Don't underestimate that. They no. bring in money, and I understand the decision to put um, him on. I thought it was going to be Acuna. Uh, they normally base it on like the young hype man that had an outstanding year the year before yeah. more than any other sport. Do they rely on how they played the year before to be on the main video game? Like the NHL, they just pick young guns who consistently have good years every year. Um, you know, that they don't necessarily take last year specifically into consideration the way MLB the show does. Um, so I thought Acuna was a lock, but you know, we'll see if he's on ever at some point. But I do like um your prediction of Bellinger going to the Blue Jays. That would be really, really cool. I think I I think the Cubs would be foolish not to at least try. Um, I'd also I'm I'm kind of 
a Yankee guy right now, just because I'm excited to see Juan Soto and Aaron Judge back to back in the lineup. I'm not, I'm not like a Yankee fan. I'm not bandwagoning them or anything like that. But I'm going to tune into their games with great anticipation, knowing two out of the nine batters are going to be Aaron Judge and um, Juan Soto, who are amongst the best hitters this game has seen in the last 20 years. And I'm excited about it. So if they added Bellinger and, you know, Stanton is good for home runs here and there, all of a sudden this Yankee lineup is looking real nice. That'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, I'm frustrated with free agency this year, Van. I think a lot of people are. I think it's – baseball is close, right? And I think it's kind of frustrating because, like, it doesn't feel close because baseball is not like really on anybody's tongue. I mean, you know, Tani's signing feels like eons ago, right? It and really there's does. Been like, there's been minimal baseball news. You could argue that there's been basically none. I mean, obviously there's been trickle. Yamamoto signed a day after Otani. So like those were the two big storylines and they were just both done in 24 hours. And there's been absolutely no hype for baseball season. I realized that like, we're still a little bit of a ways away. We're about a month and a half from the start of baseball season it's i think it's march 27th or 28th right yeah so baseball season's not far it starts early there's something's got to give man because i'm i got zero excitement for baseball i realize it's probably because the white Sox blow um but outside of that i mean i like the game of baseball but they got to do something there's got to be some free agency stuff i know spring training is going to get fired up here but Man, Major League Baseball feels like they're just lagging behind all the other sports right now. They really are. Um, it sucks because I that's the game I grew up playing. It was my first love in sports. Um, it's right there with hockey and football as my favorite these days. Like I, I love all three pretty equally. My problem with baseball is only five, six, seven teams truly give themselves a chance to win every single season. And that's annoying to me. If you're a fan of one of the other 23 teams, you're basically boned going into every single season. And it sucks because everyone wants to see their favorite team win. That's an issue for Major League Baseball. Um, Pre-COVID, this is exactly how uh, free agency was going you know, for like the previous 10 years prior, you know, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado both signed in like late February, early March, if I remember correctly. Mm. And that was the entire offseason. COVID had COVID hit in 2020. So that changed everything. Um, 2021, there was, you know, a bargaining on how they were going to return based on, you know, the financial issues from COVID the year before 2022 was the lockout. So everybody signed before that lockout uh, deadline. So that made right. it exciting and fun. And this year or last year, what was the issue last year? There was something last year. The winter meetings were virtual. It was, was it the, the new collective bargaining, the new CBA? Yeah. Something was going last year that caused a bunch of free agents to sign early. And then this year, um, it's like kind of back to normal. Like baseball is going to proceed as scheduled for the first time since 2019 this year with no lockouts or COVID impacting anything. That's what it was. I got it all. Yeah. So it's either lockout or COVID impacting seasons and free agency the last handful of years. And that honestly made it more exciting. And yeah. this year it's like back to normal, slow, drag it out, boring snooze fest um, outside of Otani. Um, it's just, it sucks. And they're far behind because in FEP in football, they have something every single month to build around. Like there's games from August to February, February. right? Then in March, 
exactly. You have the draft, free agency. Each it's of in those, April, right? The draft. The drafts really? in April. I think free agency's in March, and so each month is kind of built around those two things. And then May is they release the schedule and they build a whole ass day around that. And then June and July, there's like always more free agency. And then there's August. They they literally build the calendar better than everybody else. And totally. MLB is just sleeping all the time. They're dumb. They're just so dumb. Yeah, I'm with you. We need a salary cap. Yeah, I'm I'm fully on that train. There needs to be this. in football. The Jaguars could go from last place to first place to second place in a three year span. You know, the Bears very well could go from worst to first with the way things are going this year. I don't think they're going to. I think the Packers are a problem, and so are the Lions. But, like, it very well could happen. They're playing a last-place schedule. They're going to have a new quarterback, um, All maybe, all these things. Um, there are lots of last-place teams that find a way every year. Um, there's a hard salary cap. In the NHL, there are, like, 25 teams right now in the NHL that believe they could win the Stanley Cup. That doesn't happen without a salary cap. Everyone would sign with Toronto, Boston, Montreal, if that were the case. Um, in baseball, you're going to go where the money is because teams could just pay out the wazoo if they want to. You know, the Dodgers can offer more, so you'll go play for the Dodgers. They have a super team all of a sudden. Mac, uh, Mookie Betts, uh, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani are going to be like back to back to back in that lineup. Like that would not be that. That would be like Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, and Evgeny Malkin all being on the same team in 2011. You know, it just wouldn't happen in sports. It would, Tom Brady and uh, um, what's his name being kind of creating like a super offense. Um, Randy Moss and Randy no. Moss was a little past his prime. You know, those things don't happen in other sports the way they do in baseball. I kind of basketball a little bit but it's kind of simmered down since there hasn't been like that one LeBron James type player since LeBron James and his prime. I know Giannis is good and Jokic, but like there's no Michael Jordan, LeBron James type player in the league right now. Mm -hmm. And so you're not creating a super team around that, but you know, basketball does kind of run into that problem sometimes, but baseball, it just sucks. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we all know that um, the focus of the next few days is a different sport. Really? Yeah, I know. Newsflash, right? Superb Owl. Who was your the favorite superb... owl? Who's your favorite owl of all time? Who? Who's your favorite owl? Yeah, I said who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's good. That's good. No, I, I know. We're uh, my favorite owl of all time. It's going to, this is going to be. Not controversial, but people are going to laugh. But how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Nice. The, the Tootsie Pop. Oh, I have a chalk answer. Mine's so chalk. It's Hedwig from Harry Potter. I knew it. R.I.P. Um, yeah. I love a good owl. For those who don't. Yeah. I'm not even going to explain it. Superb owl. That's what we called the show for reasons. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm excited for the Super Bowl, Joe. It's the San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we'll get your prediction in a couple minutes. I exposed my prediction on bar down yesterday, but I'll say it again here today. It's it's an interesting prediction. It's somewhat of a hot take, what I think is going to happen in Super Bowl 58. Um, who has more to prove between Brock Purdy and the 49ers versus uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? It's 
the 49ers without a doubt. I mean, they, they got to win one. They've been playing good football for many years, just haven't, haven't got it done. They have Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, and Mr. Brock Purdy would be a great story. Listen, and, and the, the narrative has been that they can't get, get it done in the big game. There's no bigger stage. Um, I'm, I don't even know. I haven't even looked at the spreads or anything, but I imagine Kansas City's probably slightly favored. I, I don't know. No, uh, 49ers were favored last time I looked. Really? Yeah. Well, I like it either way. Um, listen, I've been I've been talking about this game for, well, two weeks since we know who's playing in it. And originally I wasn't excited about it at all because it was the two teams I didn't want to be in it, yada, yada, yada. Two teams that may or may not have deserved to be there. Well, obviously they won their game, so they deserve to be there, but they didn't play their best football throughout the playoffs. In my opinion, the Chiefs played a pretty buttoned-up game the last couple games out, but the 49ers definitely weren't firing on all cylinders. Nonetheless, they're both here. And the more I think about this game, the more I'm like, you know what, we might actually have a Super Bowl that's down to the wire again. It's not one of those games that's decided in like the beginning of the fourth quarter. And I'm excited about that. And I think, Vin, one of the most exciting things about this game is where it is. I mean, Viva it's the Las first Vegas. Super Bowl ever in Viva Las Vegas. I mean, what a place to have it. I, you have everything at your fingertips. First off, if you're a team that wins the Super Bowl, you're in Vegas already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? That's insane. And then if you're the team that loses a Super Bowl, you're in Vegas, man. I mean, this is the Vegas guy talking. I used to go to Vegas twice a year since I turned 21. Now it's kind of gotten down to once a year. But still, I, I like to go and enjoy it. It's uh, an experience like no other. I mean, Las Vegas is like a town that literally – if you haven't been, it, it, it'll change your life when you go because it's so different and such a town driven on tourism and gambling and, and shows, entertainment and food. Uh, it's it's unbelievably wild and it's such a fun time. So number one, Vegas is the star of this show. Number two, I don't know, man. The, the, the NFL, if you would have told us five, ten years ago, that the Super Bowl would be in Las Vegas. I think every single person probably would have laughed because the NFL was so anti-gambling, so this, that, and they still are. By the way, if you didn't catch Keegan-Michael Key's monologue at the at the NFL uh, awards yesterday, it was hysterical. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm losing track here of my, of my thoughts, but the, but the NFL was so against gambling. Then they partnered with DraftKings, and now the Super Bowl is in Vegas, and there's more money flying around than you could ever shake a stick at. I'm pumped. I'm a Vegas guy. I want to get some merch. But the Super Bowl merch online is crazy expensive, and I'm sure it's crazy expensive uh, in Vegas as well. I'll get it when it's on discount. Uh, but, Vin, I, I don't know. I'm just excited about it being in Vegas. It's going to be a good game. You have not been to Vegas, right? I have not. I have not, and I'm excited to see the Super Bowl there. I love that the NFL's in bed with gambling sites and whatnot. The Chiefs are plus 102. The 49ers are minus 122. Wow. So, you know, the money's 
favoring the 49ers. I don't know how that's going to end up shaking out on Sunday when the Sharks start jumping in right at the end, but I I love that it's in Vegas. I can't wait to you know see how the pageantry that goes on with it being there. I know I know with the Golden Knights being in the Stanley Cup final twice, they go all out. Um, you know, it's almost oh, yeah. like an experience more than anything. And then the Super Bowl, it's not seven games of, you know, or it's not a series. It's one game to put everything you have into putting on a show. And uh, I think they're going to do a really good job. I think Usher being the halftime show in Vegas is going to rock. Um, you know, I think it's going to, oh, you hate it. You hate it. Why it's is about that? 15, it's about 15 years too late, Vin. Every Super Bowl, every Super Bowl is mostly an act of somebody who's 15 years too late. Although somebody interviewed him about it yesterday and he said he had a bunch of surprise guests. So I'm, maybe they can redeem it. Maybe a certain, maybe a certain tight end on one of the teams participating's um, girlfriend could come out and sing. I'll tell you why I don't think that's going to happen, Vin. I don't think it's going to happen either. (laughs) The reason why is not because of the logistics, not because of her coming from Tokyo or whatever. Yeah. It's because if if he brings Taylor Swift on, then it immediately overshadows him in every way. Yep. Yep. That's true. That is true. And he would have to, like, would he come out during halftime and watch? Like, normally the halftime is pretty important for coaches and football-related things when it comes to the players. Um, so I, I I don't think it's happening either. But it would be awesome. <laughs> all, the, yeah. all the angry chads of the world would be nice and pissed off about it. Oh, it would make me so happy. Oh, yeah. I know I cut off your thoughts, but I'll let you continue. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. I I'm just I'm pumped about the Super Bowl. I I it's one of my favorite sporting events in the world. I, I know that's not like a hot take or anything like that. Um I just think it's like on my bucket list to go to a Super Bowl. I would love to go to multiple. Um, because I know once I go to one, my bucket list will change from attending a Super Bowl to attending multiple Super Bowls. Um, I just I love it. I love the pageantry. I love everything about it, and I can't wait to see what the sh- kind of show they put on in Vegas. I want to ask you a football related question though that I'm yes. curious about your thoughts on. Are or is where? I don't know how to word this. <laughs> what? Name the coaches in the NFL that you would rather have than Kyle Shanahan. Name the coaches that I would rather have than Kyle Shanahan. You might say Andy Reid. I don't know. I, I like I like Shanahan because he's still young. He's got the good. He's got the good mind. Man, that's tough, man. Uh, I don't know if I would take anybody over him, to be honest with you. Wow. You're screaming music to my ears. I got in a pretty debate, pretty good debate with Frankie yesterday. He said he'd rather have Harbaugh and Tomlin. Like on, on my team or as the coach of the 49ers? Going forward, starting right now. On, on, on the team any that I team, support? Any team. You can look at it from both ways. The team you support or on the 49ers? Because, like, from my perspective, Andy Reid's like a legend. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's going to be remembered as one of the greatest coaches of all time. He didn't win shit till Patrick Mahomes came around. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, 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 I like Andy Reid. Don't get me wrong. But at this point, he's, like, towards the tail end of his career. He has 
one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the position and he's young still. I mean, look what look look what Shanahan has done arguably with limited again, he's really built up that team. They traded for McCaffrey last year, but like before all that, would you have Debo Samuel and like Yeah, you know, Ayuk. uh Brandon Ayuk, Kittle and, and Kittle and then Trey Trey Lance, who you Yeah, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. You experimented Alex on Smith. you let him go, whatever. And you had a defense that you built up. Sure. Uh I don't know. I I think I would keep Shanahan over everybody probably right now, just because of the mind, the way his offense works. That's one thing you can't have a complaint about with the 49ers since he took over as the offense. The offense is always firing on all cylinders. He's creative play calling. There's no Matt Nagy like taking a dump days. He had that one bad game this year with when Purdy threw all those interceptions. Um, but again, that is what it is. I mean, he did draft Trey Lance as as badass Warthog points out. Although I I don't know if that's a full Shanahan decision or not. But I give him all the credit in the world for being like, you know what? We messed up. Move on. We got Brock Purdy. We're confident in this guy. Yeah, because like uh, the Bears would still be using Trey Lance, and the fan base would be convincing themselves that he's the guy. That that that's the thing. Like he realized what they didn't have, and they moved on, regardless of the, what they gave up in order to draft him. Like I legitimately think Shanahan might be the best coach in the NFL. Bill Belichick, and this is what's going to separate the Chiefs dynasty from the Patriots dynasty. They'll have two coaches throughout it all where the Chiefs or the Patriots had one coach through it all. Andy Reid's not if Patrick Mahomes wins seven Super Bowls, uh Andy Reid will only be there for three or four of them. I don't think he's gonna see Patrick Mahomes' whole way through as a head coach. Um it might even be Matt Nagy next. And you're not gonna convince me Matt Nagy's better than Kyle Shanahan just because he has no. Patrick Mahomes, even if they win three Super Bowls with Nagy as the head coach, which I very well could see happening. Um he is getting places where other people have gotten with so much less in terms of quarterback and quarterback is the most important position. Barely anybody wins without one. And Shanahan was there when the Falcons had this all time great offensive season. Matt Ryan looked like Dan Ryan or Dan Marino. Um, you know, it, it was just unbelievable. Some of the things that Shanahan has been able to do. Um, I'm such, I'm a rock in a hard place right now. Cause I want Shanahan to win the Super Bowl so bad. And I want, um, Patrick Mahomes to like keep stacking them up. So like whatever, ha- I'm just going to watch the Super Bowl and enjoy knowing both of those things can't happen. But like, I'm tired of people saying Shanahan can't win the big game when the teams that beat him have Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, right? Like it's, it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's unfair because those teams, you know, they got their guys for a reason, but you know, he's in the Super Bowl again, again. Yeah. And with not, you know, he built a good offense. They got a lot of weapons. If Shanahan had Mahomes drop in his lap in 2017 with the 49ers, I don't think they would have lost a Super Bowl since. I think they'd be going for five straight. It's it's very possible, Ben. Again, they the defense was my only concern with them this year really has been the defense has been so inconsistent. I know they'd made some trades at the deadline to improve that, that pass rush. That's the one thing that worries me about Sunday. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could get right into it, Joe. 
what is yeah. your prediction for Super Bowl 58? I don't know if you heard mine yesterday, but I'll say it again here. I did not. You go first. I I know you're going to you're going to pick a close score based on what you said, which I fully I respect any Super Bowl prediction because it's a one game playoff game that literally with with so much else that goes into it too, family, different um regimens, different things that you're not normally used to when going about your week to week thing. Like all, all these things do go into consideration with the Super Bowl. That's why I believe any prediction is possible because of all that going into it. Um, but my, my gut reaction based on what I know about football is that the chiefs destroy the 49ers in this game. Like I'm, really? my final score that I predicted is 38 to 17. I, I, legitimately i'm thinking like do i bring my nintendo switch to the super bowl party that like that is where i'm at with this game and i don't know why i'm not smart i'm stupid i don't win gambling i suck i i make wrong predictions all the time i just san francisco has been so eh in the playoffs so far and i know the chiefs like appear to be lackluster but i legitimately think they're doing it on purpose their goal against the ravens was to shut them down and manage the game knowing that their offense was as dangerous as it was and they're so fast and so capable on defense that it forced harbaugh to change the way that he runs an offense lamar hardly ran they hardly handed the ball off they went against everything that they are good at the ravens and the 49ers are not the Ravens offensively. No, they're not. They have the weapons to be, but they don't have that 49 out of 50 una- almost unanimous MVP quarterback that the Ravens have. And it's a defense on the Chiefs that can suffocate them. And then when you suffocate them, it's not Jordan Love or um, Jared Goff coming out now. It's Patrick Mahomes. And I love Jordan Love and Jared Goff. I, they'd be the best quarterbacks in Bears history. I think each of them could get a Super Bowl. Like, But Patrick Mahomes is just different. You know, Jordan Love and Jared Goff, as elite as they are, they're beatable. Patrick Mahomes is borderline unbeatable. I do not see Brock Purdy joining a list of Tom Brady and Joe Burrow as the only quarterbacks to beat Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game. That is just not something I see coming. They they. They were losing the 17 to Detroit, and then Detroit couldn't put their foot down. I believe the Chiefs would put their foot down in that situation. I, I, I just, I, I legitimately think it's going to be over at halftime. If it's 21 nothing at halftime, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm giving wow. the 49ers some points. Like, I think. I think there's a chance that, you know, they get some garbage touchdowns in the end or McCaffrey makes a nice play. You always got to leave. You always got to leave the door open for an elite team to make a couple elite plays where the 17 points comes from. But I legitimately think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes should be able to put a game plan together that suffocates Brock Purdy. The Packers had a 14 nothing lead. On, yeah. No, that was that was Dallas. The Packers had a lead late, though, against San Francisco, and Brock Purdy was able to bring it back in the end. I think the Chiefs build on a lead like that, and also they have a defense that's significantly better than Detroit and Green Bay. It's just based on what I've seen in the playoffs so far. The 49ers could easily prove me wrong and play their best game of the season. It's an elite team that's capable of winning any game. It's just based on what I've seen so far from both teams. That is the conclusion that I came to. Wow, Vin. Uh, it's a bold prediction. I, I certainly, I, I don't disagree with you on the outcome. So I'll go, I'll go that far with you. Um, 
like I said, everything I've seen along the course of the playoffs, the 49ers have come out flat. I don't think that's going to happen on Sunday. I do think this game is going to be really tight. I think both teams are going to be fired up, really wanting to win this game. Obviously, it's the biggest stage. It's on in arguably the biggest place it could be in Las Vegas. I, I think the Chiefs do just enough to win with that Mahomes experience. I think Mahomes gets the ball at the end. Two-minute drill, drives down, and they get a field goal to win it. My final score prediction, I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs 30, 49ers 27. Wow. Okay. So I still think the outcome's the same. I would love to see the 49ers win it. I just don't see it happening. But I think it's going to be close. I'm hoping that it's close because I want it desperately to be a good game. If it's a blowout at halftime, that's going to piss me off. It'll piss me off too. My predictions are usually not what I want to happen. So, you know, I, I I don't care who wins. I will put a positive spin on either. I want Shanahan to win. I want Patrick Mahomes to win. I don't want a team that's not the Bears to feel the love of a dynasty. But I also want, you know, I like to see greatness prevail. I loved it with Tom Brady. I'm loving it with Patrick Mahomes. But Tom Brady did lose a couple Super Bowls. So, you know, anything is possible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really, really have a bad feeling about I, I hope so bad it's tied late and somebody has the opportunity to go down and kick a game winning field similar to last year against the Eagles. You know, it was a close game till the I, I would love if that were the case again. Last year's Super Bowl was a treat. I loved it so much. I talked about it for two weeks. It was great. I just I have a Broncos Seahawks type of feeling here when the Seahawks just may no, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. Um no, I, I don't think not. I don't think Brock Purdy is fumbling and causing a safety on the first offensive play of the game like Peyton Manning <laughs> in that Super Bowl. Um don't say it out loud. <laughs> Frankie's betting on one missed field goal in the game. That's one of his prop bets he's taking. There will be he's taking the plus on that there will be one missed field goal from either team at some point in the game. There was last year. Um but yeah, that is a dome. Mm-hmm. That'll that does change things. Um but Joe, before we head out, um Devin Hester, Steve McMichael, Julius Peppers. First time in a while that three players that played for the same team are going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What are your thoughts? Oh, it's long overdue for the ridiculousness of Devin Hester. Um, Listen, some people will say he doesn't deserve it because he's a returner, but there is no returner better ever in the history of the game. Every time this guy touched the ball, I mean, he would break tackles. He would be people wouldn't kick to him because they knew that he could bring it back every play. Then he became a receiver. Sure, wasn't the greatest receiver ever, but at the end of the day, dude could return a kick and was just an absolute game changer on the field. And that's a Hall of Famer. Obviously, McMichael and Julius Peppers well deserved. McMichael obviously uh, fighting his battle right now and, and well-deserved that he gets to know this. Uh, you know, people were worried that he was never going to get in or never going to know about it. You know, God forbid something happens with his health. Well-deserved. And then Julius Peppers, who, you know, most people don't think of as a Chicago bear first. Uh, what well, was it? The Carolina Panthers. And then he played for the bears and then he played for the Packers. Packers. Right? Yep. 
But nonetheless, Julius was great when he played for us. He had a great career, all well deserved. And uh, but Devin Hester, that's the guy that uh, just he's ridiculous. Like like Joniak used to say. I agree. Julius Peppers, he's a partial bear. I don't think that'll be his main team on his Hall of Fame black, but I don't know. He was great when he was with the Bears. He's a bear to me. I love Julius Peppers. Awesome. Um, I remember I had an uncle that had his jersey, and I just remember thinking, like, oh, that's cool. Like, Julius Peppers, uncle's got his jersey. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's – and then McMichael, you know, wishing him well. Hopefully, you know, everything works out. I know it's, it's a good thing that he got to know that he's going to the Hall of Fame. And then Devin Hester, a lot of people angry about a return guy going to the Hall of Fame. Listen, do I think return guys should just go into the Hall of Fame all willy-nilly? No. No. But if you are a transcendent player that changes rules of a sport, you deserve to go to the Hall of Fame. There are literally... There are a couple Devin Hester rules, but one being the where the kickoff is placed and how touchbacks are ruled and all sorts of things. This is all a result of the way Devin Hester was so transcendent and so good and op- returning the opening kickoff in the Super Bowl and uh, the all-time oh, record of punt returns electric. and kick returns. He returned a field goal. I know other players have done it too, but he legitimately returned a field goal in his one season where he was like truly excelling. And, Everybody thinks like it's just about like touchdowns either too. No, the Bears had good field position every single time Hester returned the ball. He didn't take it to the house every single time. You know, that's impossible. But, you know, he would get more than there would be a lot of value in Hester being back there. He didn't he hardly ever fair caught the ball. He'd try to run it back. If and if you're the best at anything in a sport, you deserve to Go to the Hall of Fame. Preach to the choir here, my friend. Absolutely. I know. And I, I'm so happy he's in. We don't have to deal with this banter anymore. He is just in, and I'm excited about it, and it's well-deserved. Bears are probably going to be the Hard Knocks team next year based on the criteria. You have to miss playoffs two years in a row and not have a new head coach. Um, the Bears didn't fire Matt Eberflus, and they've missed the playoffs for two years in a row. So they are one of the teams eligible to be in the uh, um, Hard Knocks. And I think the other teams that are eligible for Hard Knocks were already on it recently. The Bears are just – to me, it's a lock they're going to be on Hard Knocks. I would, like, bet a paycheck on it. But I also think they'll probably be in the Hall of Fame game now too, which will be real interesting. They'll be all over the place with, you know, our coverage coming into um, Mm -hmm. October. Yeah, there's a lot to – Lot to mull on for the Bears with that number one pick. The Bears always turn away um, hard knocks, and I don't think they can this year. I think there's no escaping Roger this year. You're doing it. You're doing yep. it. I, I think they're going to get mandated into it too. Yeah, it's coming. It was the Jets last year with Aaron Rodgers. The league didn't probably want the Bears last year with Rodgers going to the Jets. They Robert Saleh was their head coach. Is it Robert Saleh? Salah. Salah. Um, he he allowed the Packers to come in, and they had Aaron Rodgers coming in. They were way more interesting than the Bears this year, especially if they use that number one pick on a certain uh, young man from the University of Southern California. Mm-hmm. they will be as interesting as any team in the league in August hall of fame game an extra preseason game to follow them around. in. I, I just, it's all, it's just, it's just a lock to me. Thank you. 
thank you badass warthog very very thankful that you came to the show um yeah and they have a home overseas game next year as travis points out that is true yeah so chris watts will probably be there yes yes will anyone from the bar room join them i'm I'm predicting yes i'm sure somebody will be there yeah which is really good news maybe it'll be me yeah there you go Uh, or maybe you'll join me in april in vegas i don't know yeah i mean nothing's ruled out in this life i have to get through my new jersey trip the stadium series next week and then kind of piece together my life in order once i return from that so no it's all good dude everything is Uh, everything is relating everything in my life right now kind of went into like that trip and getting that done because we have a a tailgate that is going to be outside and hundreds of people watching hopefully our live podcast so you're gonna get to drink some of that beer you guys got brewed yes yes and crew brew new jersey devil's red ale you could get it in certain places in new jersey if you're in the area um i'm excited about it though it's gonna be a lot of fun dude man it's gonna be awesome Hell yeah. Joe, I wish we had good baseball to talk about for our favorite team, but all season long, we'll talk about the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox, all these teams that are projected to be exciting. Um, I'm excited about the league as a whole. I'm just not excited about the White Sox, which is a shame. Yeah, me either. That's all right. We'll we'll get through it. We're working on we're working on getting some good guests, so we'll see what happens there. Yes, and South Burbs Hitman, it'll very much be an MLB podcast if the White Sox are truly that bad and unfun to talk about. Well, that can't be much worse than last year. We'll see. That's true. And last year we had a great time talking about pizza and tacos and chicken wings and other teams in the MLB. Oh, we're going to bring it this year. That's right. And then I think one of the most exciting things about Super Bowl Sunday that we didn't talk about yet, is there's going to be a lot of great commercials, but I think I'm most excited for the rumored Deadpool 3 trailer. Yes. Yes, I saw that. And I have a feeling... Deadpool 3 might even be not the only nerdy, awesome trailer that we're going to get in the Super Bowl. I hope not. I would love to see something relating to the Mandalorian and Grogu or Fantastic Four or all these things that you know are possible to come out. I'm not positive that that's going to happen, but Deadpool 3, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, me too, man. Um, there's going to be some good commercials. I've been disconnecting myself from everything, like the previews that are coming out, you know, mm-hmm. so... Hopefully there's some good stuff this year because I was a little let down last year. Yeah, same. Um, did you see who they cast to play, rumored to cast to play Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four? Yeah, Pedro Pascal, yeah. Or do you like that? I'm not sure. I, I, I like Pedro Pascal. I, it depends how he plays him. Yeah, he has to have... I haven't watched The Last of Us yet, and I will because I love video games and I love. You haven't. I love. I know, and I love video games and I love nerdy TV shows. You know that, but I just haven't gotten around to The Last of Us yet. But I did just get HBO Max, so I will be watching it very soon. It'll change your life. It's it's excellent. I'm sure I've heard. I've literally never heard somebody say something bad about it. Not never. And I love. um, Now I'm drawing a blank on her name though. Um. They're in um, Game of Thrones. Oh, you're talking about who plays Ellie? Yeah, who's Ellie? What's her name? Um, I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, oh my goodness! The actress. Uh, why am I drawing a blank too? Either way, I, I know I know I like Pedro Pascal. Reed Richards is kind of like a reserve. Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. That's right. Um, um, 
I think Pedro can play Reed Richards because Reed Richards is kind of totally like could. a calm, reserved, like scientist nerd that like can get a little bit crazy sometimes. And we've seen the calm and reserved part in Pedro Pascal in his role playing Mando, but he's his face is covered for all of it. I'm not as familiar with the rest of the stuff he's done. I, I can't wait to watch The Last of Us, and that'll help me really decide on my thoughts on him playing Mr. Fantastic. But we'll see. Reed Richards, what a character. Yeah, man. Um, looking forward to that and seeing Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine costume. Yes. Let's go. So hopefully on Sunday, fingers crossed. Big, big announcement in my world. Since my daughter's a kid and she loves Disney and stuff, they just announced yesterday Moana 2 yes. coming out in November. Yes. Moana 2, Frozen 3, and Toy Story 5, right? All in the, on the docket for the years upcoming. So Very good. We're going to be eating good with the kids' movies. Absolutely. I love them too myself personally. Yeah. Same. Um, you know, I'm a big old I, kid or no kid. I'll be watching them all. Um, very excited maybe, for all maybe that. Maybe by then. Oh, more than likely. Um, I am very excited for it all. I'm very excited for Super Bowl 58. Chiefs and the 49ers deliver us a good game. I'm very, very, very excited. Um, Joe, thank you for joining the show. One one quick note, Ben. We did get a little bit of, right before we went live, we did get some baseball news. Uh, Hurler Corey Kluber announced his retirement from baseball. The Klubot took two Cy Youngs away from Chris Sale. One as a member of the White Sox, one as a member of the Red Sox. He was the leader going into September, and then Corey Kluber said, nope, mine. And I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. He's close. Um, Congratulations to him on a great career. Absolutely, man. Very much appreciate you, Joe. It was a great show. I enjoyed talking some foosball with you, some baseball. Yeah, man. Touch of touch of Vegas conversation, some nerdy stuff there at the end. To everybody in the chat, we can't thank you enough. Make sure you go on the Barroom Network. You can recap what's been going on. Dan and Aldo had a great show this week. You could go on and listen to Joe and um, Mike North go over the life of some of the most recent people that we've lost. Toby Keith, man. Toby Keith. Toby Keith. R.I.P. Carl Weathers. Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers. That's a good one, too. Uh, miss them all. Go get a little bit of a, a recap on their life and some of their achievements and accomplishments from Joe and Mike North on Somebody Big Just Died. And then over the weekend, there's going to be plenty of Super Bowl coverage. So make sure you and tune in. Coming up later today on the Barroom Network tonight, I believe it's 7 p.m. Central. Weekend sport betting tips with John Santucci and crew. Of course, previewing the Super Bowl, prop bets, and all that fun stuff. So don't miss that. Do not miss that. Tune in to all the Super Bowl coverage that we have, and then we'll be back next week. Um, Bar down and this show are in a little bit of flux because of my schedule going to the stadium series next week, so we'll see how that goes. But there will be plenty of content from at Joe Mandel on Twitter and at Vinny Parisi on Twitter. You can make sure you'll get all your updates um, on there and i'm very very excited about it and to everybody in the chat and to those watching listening later we thank you very much stay watching the barroom network always and thank you very much for listening another happy landing